It's May 24th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today, following a virtual meeting of the Ukraine Defense Contact Group, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said that 20 countries have announced new security assistance packages to Ukraine, including Denmark's plan to provide Ukraine with anti-ship harpoon missiles and launchers, and the Czech Republic's recent donation of attack helicopters, tanks, and rocket systems. Austin went on to say that other countries have come forward with new commitments for training Ukraine's forces and sustaining its military systems. 47 countries participated in the meeting, and the next round of talks is set for June 15th in Brussels. We are continuing to track the impact of the war in Ukraine on the global food supply. New images from Maxar Technologies, dated May 19th and 21st, show two Russia-flagged bulk carrier ships are docking and loading up with what is believed to be stolen Ukrainian grain. Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky has accused Russia of gradually stealing Ukrainian food products and trying to sell them. Earlier this month, one of the ships filled up on stolen grain and attempted to dock in Egypt and Lebanon before ending up in Syria. The Russian ruble is stronger now than before the war. This morning, the ruble is trading at its highest level against the dollar in more than four years. Russia said it would loosen capital controls late Monday to avoid reduced export revenues. However, the move will likely take weeks to work its way through the financial system and weaken the ruble. For the second straight year, inhabitants of Brazil's Amazon rainforest are being overwhelmed by flooding. In Brazil's Amazonas state alone, an estimated 367,000 people have been affected by rising waters, the state's civil defense authority says. Heavy rainfall in the Amazon over the past two years is associated with the La Nina phenomenon, when Pacific Ocean currents affect global climate patterns, in which scientists say is intensified by climate change. Flooding causes significant damage to agriculture, making food distribution one of the most urgent needs. Ethiopian security officials are conducting a massive operation across the country that has led to the arrests of more than 4,500 journalists and activists in one region alone. The crackdown, dubbed a, quote, law enforcement operation, came into effect after the administration of Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed on May 20th, cited the need to, quote, protect citizens and ensure the survival of the nation. Some political parties and media outlets in the country have been accusing Ethiopia's government of conducting abductions, a practice that some activists call a new tactic. Ethiopia's deadly war has subsided in recent months after the government announced a humanitarian truce and Tigrayan forces accepted it. But killings, rights violations, and mass arrests are being reported in several parts of the country, notably in the Oromia and Amhara regions. The leaders of Japan, India, Australia, and the United States, or the Quad Grouping, pledged to work toward a free and open region and focus on fighting climate change at the start of a summit in Tokyo on Tuesday. 
The group was resurrected in 2017 amidst changing attitudes toward China's growing influence in the region. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida urged members to, quote, listen carefully to regional neighbors, including the Pacific Islands, to help resolve the immediate challenges they face. Russia was among the topics to be discussed as well, and President Biden was expected to meet with India's Prime Minister privately to discuss their differences regarding the war in Ukraine. Senior diplomats and European Commission officials have accused Poland of continuing to hold hostage a planned law to impose a minimum 15% tax rate for multinationals after a debate on the rules was scrapped at the last minute late Monday. Since talks began on the EU bill, which was negotiated under the stewardship of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, Poland has repeatedly demanded the tax rate be legally tied to the introduction of a separately negotiated global levy for the world's 100 biggest companies. European officials told Politico's Brussels playbook they believe Warsaw is holding the law hostage to force the European Commission to release cash earmarked for the coronavirus recovery, which Brussels has blocked over rule of law concerns in Poland. More than 100 cases of monkeypox, which causes a rash and a fever, have been confirmed in Europe, the Americas, and Australia, though the WHO believes the spread is containable in countries where the virus is non-endemic. Despite being the largest outbreak outside of Africa in 50 years, monkeypox does not spread easily between people, and experts say the threat is not comparable to the coronavirus pandemic. The BBC has published thousands of photographs from the heart of China's highly secretive system of mass incarceration in Xinjiang. As part of a huge cache of data hacked from police computer servers in the region, the article titled The Faces from China's Uyghur Detention Camps puts names to individuals detained in the camps. The BBC notes that none of the hacked data goes beyond 2018, speculating it could be because of a directive issued in early 2019 tightening encryption standards. I urge you to take a moment to sit with these pictures. The BBC highlights a few people, including the youngest detainee, who is only 15, and the oldest, who is 73. They also document some of the arbitrariness of this brutal crackdown, including jailing a man for 10 years in 2017 for having studied Islamic scripture with his grandmother for a few days in 2010. Other outlets have reported forced sterilizations, forced labor, and indoctrination sessions at these detention camps. I hope to see the Biden administration step up to this challenge, especially given the trip to Xinjiang by Michelle Bachelet, the UN Human Rights Commissioner, this week. In lighter news today, a couple hundred people grabbed their pool noodles and headed to a Nebraska park this weekend to battle over the right to the name Josh. The event started as an online joke when Josh Swain from Tucson, Arizona, sent out a tweet challenging anyone who shared his name to fight over it. After it took on a life of its own, Swain turned it into a real event last year. Saturday's event raised nearly $21,000 for Children's Hospital and Medical Center in Omaha, 
and the owners of the Josh Sellers wine label pledged to match that amount with a donation of their own. Just be careful when picking up those pool noodles, as police in some states have warned about the dangers of rattlesnakes hiding in them. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This past weekend, we sat down with Katie Howland, an unidentified aerial phenomena transparency activist, about the recent congressional hearing on UAP. Thanks to our new members like Dan from Chicago and our longtime members like Kathy from Tulsa for making these interviews possible. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the link in our show notes to read our sources and tune into Deep State Radio today to hear a conversation about Biden's trip to Asia. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.